0: Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope. Nope you want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids and the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control i want to take a minute to acknowledge that black lives matter that love is love and that inclusivity is essential for success so i welcome all colors genders and cultures to join us for today's episode Today's guest is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, and mother of three young children. After building several successful businesses in various niches, I can't say that word, (laughs) Michelle refocused on what she loves most, helping moms fulfill their dreams by creating a purposeful source of income for themselves. She uses the perfect blend of content, marketing, and personal branding to get traffic, attract opportunities and then of course sell products and services online. I'm excited today to introduce you to the founder of Mom Boss Academy, Michelle Han.
1: Hello, hi everyone. Hi Meg, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited to be here. I mean, we had a little banter, had a little bit of chat before we start, and yeah. I'm I'm, ha- I'm having a really good feeling about this. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the tech problems we had, and I was like, oh, oh. No. <laughs> well, great. that happens all the time. That's that's yeah, forget about that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's over. We're good now. We're good.
0: now. We're, we're good. Connecting. Now. <laughs> yeah. So during the time we have together, I really want to touch on. Um, Three phases of building a six-figure business from home. These are things that I've kind of gathered from your your materials. <laughs> um, talk about discovering your passion, making time to balance it all, and then generating leads and sales. I feel like as parents and as parent entrepreneurs, those are three very clear phases that we all go through. So can we start with that mm-hmm. first one with discovering your, your passion? I know a lot of people think, you know, they don't have marketable skills or they don't yeah. really know what they want to be when they grow up how do you recommend people discover what it is they're here on this earth to do?
1: Wow. That's, that's one loaded question. (laughs) Well, I often say like, I think like when people talk about, oh, find my passion, but I don't know what my passion is because that word itself, there's so much responsibility. such a huge word. It's like, oh, if, if I don't feel passionate about this, this cannot be my passion. So I'm, I often would rather tell people, find your purpose. Mm-hmm. What do you feel strongly about? Like, because passion that, like, you know, you could have passion for, um, say, cooking, because I feel like passion is something that you can actually develop. So for example, like um, when I first started my business, I know nothing about, you know, building funnels and websites and all these things. But now that I'm I think I'm becoming good at it. I'm, I'm, I really enjoy it. I'm like, I would rather spend like my weekend just at home if my kids are not boring me, just creating funnels. Cause I think it's so much fun. Like, you know, working out how it works, how to opt people in. And then I drive people here and then there. And then like, you know, I use copywriting to engage with people. And when you see that people are converting and they're going through it and you're like, Hey, this is working. That's in itself is. Can I say it's my passion right now? I can, but it's kind of sad that, you know, making funnel no, is your passion, but it's I feel like it's, what's your purpose? So my purpose is to help more moms feel um, they can be financially independent and they don't really have to choose between, you know, at, as, as we know, as a woman, at any point, if we become a mom, as from a, you know, whether you're single or you're married, you become a mom, you sort of have to, Um, give your career a bit of like a setback or like, do you choose between your career or your, or your family? So for me, it's like, if you start a business from home, you have the best of. Tools, or at least have that third option of doing so. That's what I like to, that's that's my purpose on um, doing um, what I'm doing now with Mom Boss Academy. And come with that purpose, I develop many passions, right? I develop uh, my coaching skills. I'm meeting new people. That could be my passion. Like building funnels could be my passion. So don't put such a big, how to say pressure on yourself on discovering passion more. So, um, what is your purpose? What are you being put on this world to do in itself? It's more like, yeah, what, 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 likes you up? Mm-hmm. What, what do you like doing? So start with that. And if that is giving people value, it's earning you money because we don't want to like give value and do something you love and you're not earning money. And that's, pretty much just charity because we need to look after ourselves financially first, because if you're not looking yourself financially and feel that security, um, in looking after yourself and your basic needs and, you know, just indulging in yourself once, um, um, if you want, then how do you provide value to others? So, um, yeah, three criterias in finding your purpose. Is it earning your money? Is it giving, uh, is it giving value to other people, and does it light you up?
0: Awesome, I love that, and I feel like it leaves
1: it broad enough that the possibilities are endless. Exactly, you don't you don't really have to like narrow down on the one thing, right? If I mean, you find your purpose, and there's so so many way to go about it.
0: And, and it can I, change I think,
1: too. And you can change, absolutely. Ab- having options, knowing that we have options, you have choices, and I think that's that's everything. It's like freedom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now.
0: As a parent and an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. how, yeah. what are your biggest or your best tips for making time to balance it all? I think that is, and I know balance is a loaded word. I always air quote it because yeah. um, I don't yeah. think it's ever like evenly ever balanced. balanced. So it's more about yeah. everyone redefines it differently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. We can never find that balance because First of all, I always ask who says we ever have to be 50, 50% balance anyway, (laughs) right? It could be 20, 80% balance. Like maybe this week I spend a lot of time at work. And then I know that on weekends, it will be like 90% family and 10% work. And that's okay. That makes me happy. And so whatever balance it is that makes you happy, that is the perfect balance for you. And as to like how I find time is... um, I do delegate. <laughs> yeah, I do have a um, a housekeeper, um, and in my team now, I'm in a position to um, hire. Uh, you know, uh, full-time staff in my business. But of course, you know, um, we we don't all start out that way, right? I, I am a one man, one woman show in my own business for many years. Um, it's to, I think, like take it easy at first. If you can't delegate, if you can't afford to uh, pay other people, do what you can do is that, Stop comparing yourself to um someone who has, you know, been five years in the business and she's going quickly. I feel like, oh, she's posting everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast. I feel like I need to do that too. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Just start with one channel first, whatever it is that you can do. Take it slowly, have grace, give yourself time to develop. And when you feel like, oh, okay, I'm starting to earn a little bit of money. I can invest in people. And if you want to grow, I mean, if you want to keep your business as a one-woman show, you can. Mm-hmm. There's no saying that you have to be six-figure. You have to be seven-figure. You don't. And if you're happy keeping a one-person, one-woman show, you don't have to deal with staff and all that. That's absolutely fine. But give yourself time and grace and do things um as as, as you can do them. So I think like, yeah, just making time, of course, like it's not like about finding time. It's mm-hmm. about making time. So, um, as a, as a mom, especially, um, since young, I'm very much not a helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. I let my kids do things by themselves. So they're okay since young, like. At one year old, two year old, they'll sit by themselves and they play, and they know that when mommy's done with work, I'll be there, and they won't be like keep nagging me, mommy, mommy, go play with me, right? Um, of course, there's always like people who, I, I, what I don't like is that a lot of mom use the uh, the word mom as an excuse. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a new mom, but my, my kids want me all day long, but I can't do this, I can't do that. But it's just an excuse. If you if something is important enough for you, you make time. Yeah. You make time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And one thing
0: I liked that you you mentioned, and I feel like people may have even missed it, is you started mm. talking about the housekeeper, and then you also talked about yeah. hiring help in your business. Is that yeah. Asking for help isn't a bad thing. And it doesn't, it's like ask for it at home or ask for it in your business and don't feel bad about it either way. I feel like there's some sort of a stigma that comes mm. with hiring like a housekeeper or somebody to like take care of your kids or do your grocery shopping or like do your home responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's like more acceptable to outsource in business. Um, but you mm. shouldn't feel, I love that you don't seem to be at all fazed by that. Help is help, and-
1: Yeah, I think like initially I was like Mm -hmm. as any other moms, right? We tend to think that, you know, it's our responsibility to get the housework done, to keep our house in tip-top condition, it's clean. And if we don't do all that, then I'm not worthy as a mom. I'm not worthy as a wife, but I find that yes, before, why am I starting a business from home is because I felt like I did not want to rely on my husband a hundred percent financially. It does not give me that security that I needed for myself. I need to earn my own money. And, and since I started earning my own money, now that I'm contributing half half into the family, I feel like, he should also pitch in. So the housework is no longer just my responsibility. And because I'm spending my time in on my business and I am willing to invest that money so that someone else can do my ironing or cleaning <laughs> up the house for me. So when people are like, um, but I'd rather do it myself, you know, or but you know, hiring housekeeper is not really that cheap, I'd rather do it myself, then I always ask them like how much are you worth an hour, for example, right? How much are you worth like even by project basis? How many hours do you spend on that? And if you're worth like, you know, $50, $100 per hour, but instead of doing your work, you are mopping or you're ironing or folding clothes for an hour, technically you're spending an $100 an hour hiring yourself to do that, right? Because yeah. the upside so it's totally okay to pay. I don't feel bad. Like I feel like I am helping my helper because she needs to work. Right. And she is helping her family. And in a way I'm contributing to her family as well. And now that I'm hiring, you know, my, my staff in business as well, and I'm creating jobs in comfort as like giving value to other people. So your worth does not come from what you do on a daily basis. It can come from what you are providing right now in your business, or hiring people, letting people do your work.
0: I love that perspective. Thank you so much. I (laughs) I love breaking it down into like how much you're worth, and oftentimes you can find you can hire help that's less
1: expensive than what you charge for your clients, and it makes oh definitely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like even if it's even if it costs more than what you earn per hour, I feel like if it doesn't give you joy, why do you do it? Right. I mean, let someone else who's like absolutely better than you. I always, I was like, when I first, you know, have having a helper at home, I was like, I'm, you know, expect B minus job, (laughs) be okay with it. Like, of course I have a certain way of, I, I would think I might follow it better, but then, you know you you may be surprised this is she loves doing what she does you know it it um i'm help she's from philippines i'm helping supporting her family back home and she's definitely better at me, uh, than me at ironing or, or cleaning <laughs> corners and things like that and a lot faster as well so so yeah i think like trust other people delegating but of course i'm also aware that a lot of people may not have that um, luxury when they're first starting out and they need to sort of work on their own first. And yeah, but if you get to a stage where you want growth, you do need to delegate. You do need to, um, yeah, grow your manpower.
0: And I feel like sometimes it's just as easy as asking for help. Well, if you have a spouse or a significant other or a mom or a friend nearby, yeah. um, people, might be willing to just help out of the goodness of helping you. So not being afraid to
1: to ask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have family members who love spending time with your kids, they would love to come by. And sometimes we're just like, oh, but we don't want to be bothering other people. But unless you unless you ask them, you would never find out. So that's something I discovered as well when I was, because, um, both set of our parents are not in Singapore. So my Mm -hmm. parents are still in Malaysia and my husband's parents are in Australia. So we have absolutely no like family help to help us around. Um, so, uh, when I was a stay-at-home mom with my only baby at home, um, then I realized that I do have an aunt here and she was like, she, was over the moon when I told her that, can you just come by like one evening so that I can have a date night with my husband? And she was like over the moon that she's over here and she was sending me photos and videos of my baby while, you know, I was out, like keeping me. It's okay, you stay out for as long as you want. We're okay (laughs) here. And, you know, she's just so happy that I'm, yeah, I'm letting her spend time with the kid. (laughs) That's
0: so awesome. (laughs) Now, the third phase I want to touch on is that process of generating leads and sales. And I think this is where a lot of people get hung up to. Um, and it almost ties into that asking for help. You know, people don't mm-hmm. want to be pushy. And I think we've all mm-hmm. been on the receiving end of some really bad sales tactics. You know, whether it's on Facebook or sliding into DMs on Instagram, or it just there's a lot of really bad <laughs> tactics out there. So what mm-hmm. are your tips for generating leads and sales, especially for the newer, you know, entrepreneur who maybe is still dealing with self-confidence issues?
1: Mm, Yeah, I think um, what I usually teach my student at One Boss Academy is that you need to first build an audience because like you need to remember that, you know, um, people are not going to buy from you at the first contact, Mm -hmm. right? Like there, there are multiple stages that we need to move our um, audience from like cold audience into warm audience into like their hot audience right now. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to trot. And I want, I want, I need something from you, whether you're ready or not. So what happens with me is that um, I started a blog very much like you. I started a family blog and um, I was just sharing free content all this time. And then until I got a um, business mentor really that told me that, Hey, you can monetize this. You have, audience. They're like ready. They're like so super engaged. And that's how I launched. Um, I turned my blog into a maternity concierge business because I was very much talking about pregnancy and early motherhood. So I was giving this free advice via my blog anyway. So what I did was like, I'm now open for consultation. I can now see you face to face and it's just more personalized and all that. And people are like paying you money, right? So... Why was it so easy for me to launch is because I've already built on an audience. So I think like in, especially these days, there's no more like someone was just telling me earlier today that's like, there's no more commerce or e-commerce. Everything is e-commerce now, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's no more e-commerce or commerce. It's just commerce. Everything has moved online, especially with this pandemic, like it pushes everything online. So, and. Given that we have all this, like, you know, channel, like podcasts at our fingertips, it costs literally nothing to start one. Why aren't you put out content? So that's the best way to generate leads and to like warm them up to, to, to buy into your way of thinking, whatever you stand for. And then, and then whatever really, like, whether it's a service or product that you launch, these people they've already know, like, and trust you. And it's just a lot more easier for you to like sell to them. And of course, it, it comes, it comes back to knowing yourself, like what you stand for, finding your purpose and um, knowing your customers and communicate with them, providing value, really, right? That's how you provide your um, um gain your new audience. And then once they trust you it's just super easy to sell to them. And again, and again, as you know, like whether you're an, as an affiliate or is it your own book or is it a product? And yeah, just go out to them. So instead of like, I always tell people like, instead of, um, oh, I want to start a business. Let me go to um, go out there and find a manufacturer, a product or something that I can resell think about who you want to serve first. What are their problems and how can you help solve that? And whether in terms of product or service, go the other way around. Find your customer first and then find your market and then give that solution to them instead of the other way around. It's a lot harder to have like an existing product and go and find your market. I mean, you could, but the other way around is much more fun as well.
0: And that speaks to me 100%. I promise you it's harder. Because when I started, I did that the wrong way. I found opportunities that I thought would be, you know, profitable and good opportunities. Mm. And then I was like, who do I sell this stuff to? So it's like, go the other way. I mean, that right Mm. there is gold. And if you can skip over those early mistakes, (laughs) you're in a good place.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly now
0: we're we're recording this in' is it October it was, like, October pandemic. Yes. I don't even know but we, <laughs> it's October I think it's going to release in November and we're so we're in this this quarter of the year we're getting ready to wrap up 2020 which has for many of us been just an unprecedented um craziness and we're hoping to make twenty twenty one a better year than 2020 has been for all of us so mm. Beyond hope, we, we want to make a plan. And we're talking a lot about mm. planning. I'd love to mm. know what steps you're taking in your business to plan for success. Ooh, To plan for success next year, as, especially considering the fact that there's still a lot of ongoing uncertainty about if and when we'll be back to, air quotes, normal. So what yeah. are you doing to plan?
1: Well, for me, it is that I don't. Really think that it will ever go back to the normal, right? Like people are hoping that things will go back to normal. No, let's, let's face it. Even if the pandemic were to go away tomorrow, this is the normal right now. People are so used to doing things on Zoom. Why, why do you take like an hour right to meet up for 10 minutes when you can just do it via Zoom? So a lot of, I think like this, what this been going on for, more than half a year now, right? Seven, eight months. And people have have eased into the new normal. This is the new normal, whether you like it or not. This is how um, people are going to do work these days. So I think like for me, it's like instead of hoping that it goes back, it, it, it changes, I just plan according to how the world is right now. If like the world it is going to be semi lockdown. We won't have the luxury to travel as freely. So what do people need right now? What is needed right now? It's probably more, um, a sense of community. People need that connection. So how can I give people, um, connection? If, um, especially for my, my target audience is, um, their moms, um, either they are thinking of starting a business or they're already in business. So we are thinking of more, um, more online programs because that's what um, currently I'm offering more of. Um, Yeah, what's sort of um, in the motherhood side, how can we um, kind of like uh, find more time and deal with the chaos that it is with home-based learning, um, working and managing family at the same time and then on the business side of things, it's like, of course, more moms are now stuck at home and they're like on the verge of all there's a higher probability of people losing their jobs and there's actually more people thinking of starting business. So maybe perhaps my higher um how to say the higher um higher offer costs is no longer as attractive to people, right? People just want quicker, snappier, cheaper solution, then how can I yeah, not downgrade as in like make it more concise and easier for me to deliver at a more acceptable price point for what people are willing to pay right now. Um, So yeah, so those are the few things that I'm doing. And um, on top of this, um, what you call this, um, my mom boss academy, I also have a restaurant. So for the restaurant side, we really are amping up on um, online delivery because a lot of people are like, because of the pandemic, we don't go out and dine anymore. There's social distancing so it's really on the delivery side so how can we offer things to be um delivered and is packaged and um delivered well because of the distance and maybe take out some menu items that does not deliver well so so yeah just think of like instead of hoping for things to change because that's uncertain what we know is right now so let's just take it one time um how do you say? Take it one, one step at a time? Yeah, one step at a time and just plan for right now. Um, I mean, if things turn for the better, it, it's, it's great. Like, I like you know, a lot of people say, but it's unprecedented. We don't know what is going to happen in the future. But the thing is, we never knew what's going to happen in the future. Never. We, we had this false sense of... Thinking we know what's going to happen, so we plan for the future. But in reality, we never ever knew. So it's, it's the, like not knowing the future is really not a new thing at all. So don't be afraid of that. I would say. Yeah,
0: I like that, and and it is really true. I think about it all the time. I mean, I've had four kids, so we're both in a smaller yeah. boat. And I feel like yeah. every time I'm in the hospital after having a baby, I would have that thought of like. You know, life right now for me has st- is standing still because you're in the hospital, mm. you're enjoying a new baby, you're trying to figure out breastfeeding, you're doing all those things. And that, that knowing that the rest of the world is still spinning, like without you, and, mm. it's, and it's fine. And, and I feel like for some reason, it's just that moment. For me, it's, it was always that moment after birth, and I'm not having any more babies, so I'll never feel that way again. But, <laughs> um, but it's kind of made me realize that, you know, you never know when you're actually going to deliver. You never know if if gosh, I'll never forget having my first baby. I had a birth plan. It was such a joke mm. because oh. baby had other plans. Um Yep. It just goes out the window. So I think for parents, for moms especially, the, that concept is so easy to relate to when you really think about mm. the ways that parenting works. You know, you never yep. know when your kid is gonna break a bone or or, or something and it's gonna just you just have to be flexible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just as you, especially with kids, right? Just as we thought we know them down pat or we know this is going to happen, they change. Well, they grow up and they become something else. And you're like, where did, the, where, you know, where does this come from? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Okay. Now I got to like, okay, parent a different way again. And we're just winging it as we go, really.
0: My mom always <laughs> said that our children, survive in spite of us not because of us where it's like <laughs> they, they survive because they were born to survive and it's not really yeah. what we do we're just trying <laughs> to like
1: survive that's true us. exactly exactly <laughs> like no one really know how to parent i don't think our parent knew how to parent either no. right we're all we all whether it's the first child or the 10th child we are all first time parent yeah they're all different there's no handbook no, each situation every day is different. They'll come to you with different set of questions, right? I think that's what makes us so well positioned to be
0: entrepreneurs, because it's the same thing. There's it not is. an entrepreneurial handbook that applies across the board. You have to roll with the punches and pivot
1: and Yeah, yeah. Like just see, you know, just try things out. Just try yeah. things out. Know that there's these sort of like things that you can try, but whether it works for you or the other person, you never know until you give it a try. Right. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, I love this. I love where the conversation went. I want to thank you so much for, for taking time out of your schedule, especially, you know, tying it in a little bit to 2020. I love Zoom. I love the fact that I was able you know, we're currently traveling full time. We're in Indiana right now. And I'm able to be in Indiana in the United States. And I'm talking to you in Singapore, 12 hours difference. So I'm getting ready to eat lunch and you are ready to go to bed. Um, so thank <laughs> you so much for making this work. Um, I'd love for you to share the best places for our listeners and viewers to connect with you, um, find the resources that you have to to offer and really yeah.
1: work with you. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, you can find me, of course, if you, ha- if your place of hanging out is on Instagram, you can find me at the chill mom. So. I'm called The Cho Mom because that's the name of my blog when I first started. So yeah, The Cho Mom. Or you can go to michellehorn.com. That's the fa- that's the website for Mom Boss Academy. There's lots of resources that you can download. What um, How to find more time in your day because I know that's the number one question mom asks. How do you find time to do so much? Juggle kids, business, blah, blah, blah. Um, and also, if you're already an existing entrepreneur, there's also lots of resources that you can download on how to like... Um, perfect your landing page and I I, and I always have like some sort of free webinar going on so I have not have one plan for when these come out but I'm sure that when you come to my website there's something going on that you can sign up for there's always something fun happening <laughs> There's something you know like you know I I do Live what I say. I just wing it and just like whatever comes next month, I feel like doing this or I'm doing that. You know, I'm just really go with the flow kind of person. And yeah, I'm just like, you know, doing what I love to do. And sometimes, even though I plan way ahead in advance, and sometimes I'm just not feeling it. Okay, I'm not doing that. I'm just like changing my plan. So (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is what you can do when you call the shots, when you run the show. That's why we do it. Definitely.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, thank you. This has been so amazing. I'm truly grateful you were able to fit us into your schedule. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at MikeBrunson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.